Hey guys, this is D. Williams again with This Comics Life. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about pop culture odds betting, what Game of Thrones would be like if it was made in the 90s, why we can't say the word Eskimo anymore, and I bring up all the other bits that haven't been working at all, right here on This Comics Life. Let's check it out. This is your host, D. Williams, once again here on This Comics Life. This is the only podcast that is following my struggles and triumphs through the open night comedy scene week by week through this podcast. It's a very arduous and painstaking journey, but I'm glad that you guys are here. It is very awesome that you guys are tuning in. Oh, man. This was a big week for me, but before we get into all the things that I have with uh, open mic and uh, comedy, uh, let's just talk about uh, what I was playing a little bit. Man, I was getting into that jam for a minute. I was feeling the Hollies. If you guys have not heard the Hollies, what have you been doing for the last 60 years of your life? And if you have had not been on this earth for the last 60 years, uh, you probably maybe get a pass. I'll give you a little bit of a pass. But if you haven't heard, you probably thought maybe, oh, what is this, CCR? Nope, it's the Hollies. Man, they got some range. I would love, in in the, in the realms of being a band and relating it to comedy, I would love to be the Hollies equivalent in the comedy realm. Because they got range. They are never, you know playing one song and only that type of music and it's just oh you can totally tell like oh it's like this and it's totally the same thing over and over and over and over and i'm not gonna say who it is but it's probably in the last decade and they're probably the ones that are playing non-stop the same shit over and over and i understand it's a brand you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta play what people want and what people want from you but back in the day back when bands were bands you had bands that were playing completely different things they were playing things that were sounded like they were inspired by ccr like this band or this last song uh long cool woman 
Or if you heard their later stuff, like if you heard Bus Stop or The Air That I Breathe, it's like the beginning of the Beatles, like early Beatles, and then it's inspired by like late Beatles. Like you could hear the early inspirations and the late inspirations like in the same different types of bands. I mean, it's crazy. And then if you hear like They Ain't Heavy or Carrie Ann, come on, man. Those songs are completely different from one another. Those songs are like like a, a folk ditty and then you also have like a Beach Boys like inspired song. Like it's crazy. Man, what am I saying? I got a podcast. I could just play you these songs and you'll be able to hear them. Let's do that now. Bus stop wet day, she's there, I say, please share my umbrella. Bus stop, bus go, she stays, love grows under my umbrella. songs that you could go oh yeah that's the same band sure that's the same thing i've heard from one band nope you can't say that that is completely different in all three versions in all three iterations it's completely different but i digress let's get into what we're here for and that's the open mics that i was gonna uh talk about this week and boy was it kind of a eh, not really a great set <laughs> maybe not as bad as what you've heard in previous sets but these jokes definitely need to be ironed out they need to be polished up and maybe i think i need some more energy because this energy that you hear in this set was getting deflated big time and a few things worked like uh i mean a, a couple of uh inuit jokes and a couple of uh game of thrones jokes kind of worked out here and there and all in all i would say it was a bomb 
But, uh, you know, that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is about showing you the struggles and showing you what does not work in this realm of what stand-up comedy is nowadays in the uh, modern age. Because maybe, you know, maybe my comedy would have worked in 50 years ago. Or maybe it wouldn't have. Who knows? <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, making iPod jokes and they're like, what the fuck is an iPod? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of weird, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, man, I've had so many bits w- lately in this last two weeks uh, that just have not worked at all. And, yeah, I've been working on some bits, you know, that are new. And, of course, you know, it's hit and miss. Who knows? But I am, you know, doing the uh, the things that have been working still. And you might hear those iterations in later podcasts as well. But um, lately... I've been sucking big dog shit, just heaping piles full of dog shit right now. And I've been talking about, you know, telemarketers mistaking me for being black or uh, bombing on stage, correlating to what it feels like if you just uh, had a a copier machine explode for no reason in your office, Uh, comedy skills being correlated to baseball skills, like... All sorts of things, and you'll hear that later. <laughs> this that I lead with at the beginning of this episode of this open mic. I lead with that, and it does not play. And why would it? Because I'm I'm thinking of it as I'm saying it. I'm like not ironed out the 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 language, the verbiage, any of that is is not laid out at all. And I think that's what this podcast shows me. Very true is that I listen to these things. And I think like, oh, I need to say this. I need to cut that out. I mean, they're learning tools big time. Every time I hear this and then go on to the next open mic, it's bounds and leaps better. And I'd like to show you that. Maybe in a few episodes, I'll show you, you know, here's the first time I say it. And then here's the fourth time I say it. And here are the differences. You could totally tell and maybe i'll do it in even in the same room or the same club or whatever and we'll see what that is like but i want to say it's it's probably shows you deep down and and literally what it takes and when i say what it takes i mean it takes a fucking lot of times to say it (laughs) oh man i am having to say these things a lot of times before they are funny but it's 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 weird because I will say like you know you think of a premise you think of this this idea that might be funny right off the bat and then you go on stage and you try to you know word it initially into a funny you know mm, what do you know about this or what do you think hmm isn't this weird how do you feel about this <laughs> and then you think to yourself like oh man I just need to like you know kind of create this into some sort of story this needs you know something to build around you can't just you know with my type of comedy it doesn't just have non sequitur jokes just getting punched over and over and over no i need to like you know build onto a subject and have like you know time to breathe and create a whole bit that might take five minutes and that's a lot of my problem is that I don't have five minutes with a lot of these sets and you'll see that in the next episode I might play for you uh, this one bit that I totally went over and in retrospect I feel like a dickhole because I, I totally just did a rookie move and I was into my moment and I was 
I've, I felt like I was feeling the crowd, and I thought I still had time left because I thought I had five minutes, but I actually only had three minutes. So I actually went over a minute and a half, and I guess that might not seem a lot of time, but in the comedy world, it's leaps and bounds. You know, I, I pretty much did a set and a half in their eyes instead of just doing one set, and I get it. I probably wasn't the best. I probably didn't deserve that last minute and a half. Probably wasn't even worth that minute and a half. But I get it. And I, I, I'm learning from my mistakes. And that's what I've been noticing on these last few recordings is how much I acknowledge the kill button or the, the light. or <laughs> or And then I just bring in non sequitur uh, transitions. Like, I'll say things like, what else has been in the news today? When I wasn't talking about the news earlier. <laughs> I was talking about, you know, some weird, like, girlfriend joke or what, you know, my sister's been doing or whatever. And then I'll say, what's been in the news lately? <laughs> it's like, what? Like, are you even listening to yourself? You're not even, like, coherently hearing yourself say what you're supposedly having memorized <laughs> and that's what I have not done I I don't memorize my jokes I, I memorize what I want to say and what things I want to bring up but usually I'll have three things in mind that I want to bring up and I'll get to one and a half things <laughs> maybe two or three you know maybe I'll get to that third one but most of the time it's because I'm rambling and trying to thicken up the jokes that were initially what I was thinking of and I'm trying to just create a bit between a joke and 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 I'm realizing no it was just a joke I should have moved on that was 30 seconds. It should have just keep going, keep moving, keep progressing. It's just like this podcast. Like, keep the flow moving. You can't have dead air. Just keep it going. And I understand, like, you know, when you're coming up with these bits for the first time, you don't know how far it could go initially. And, and when you initially try to hone the joke... You think like, okay, it's going to have maybe one or two beats. And then you then you think like, well, maybe I could have three or four after you said it a few times. You know, you kind of build around it. But the first time, you're just basically trying to get it out. <laughs> and how do you get it out? You're just initially trying to think, what's the funniest way I could say this initially? And usually the funniest times or the first time isn't the funniest time for me at least. I need definitely way more times, <laughs> and I'm learning that very, very, very quickly, and I'm sure if you guys are any open mic comics that are listening, or anybody that is in any type of comedy, I guess, I'm sure you guys are fully aware of like this, what I'm telling you, and you probably don't listen for that reason, because I'm telling you everything that you've already experienced, and I'm sure every comic that has heard of this show or anything like that they listen to 10 minutes of this and they go "Ugh, why would i want to listen to this this is so like work already i don't want to deal with work i want to listen to something completely different from work and this is definitely like what i experience all the time so i'm sure that a lot of common a comedian com comedians <laughs> I'm sure a lot of comedians don't listen to this show. So I'm talking to the people that don't do comedy. If you are out there that you are listening, I'm definitely glad that you're listening because 
I like to show those outsiders what this sh- what comedy is all about. You know, show the people that would never go on stage how frustrating and how nerve-wracking it is and try to give it to them in a real a no-holds-barred approach to what stand-up comedy is all about <laughs> and how hard it is. I am definitely struggling, but not totally so hard where I don't want to do it ever again. It's just I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to work harder and how much it takes. I'm definitely needing to go on as much as possible. I mean, I try to get on at least three or four times a week, but I'm I'm needing to do three or four times a week, three or four times a night. So like, you know, 16 times total a week, you know, I need to do that much if I really need to like, you know, uh, get into this, you know, wholeheartedly. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, oh, I should, uh, before I get into the uh, episode a little bit, uh, or into the open mic, I should, uh, dive into a few emails. A lot of people have been giving me shit for the uh, last week's episode for why were you playing, uh, Dave Matthews for the top of the show? And who, what the fuck are you talking about with liking Dave Matthews? And I say to this, I say this to the haters. Suck my dick and ball sack and lick my scrotum, you fucking pussies. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, I I know that's what that's what music's all about. I mean, this is the whole thing about uh, you know, art and anything about this whole thing that we call life is that everybody's a critic. Everybody will say quickly if they hate it or they love it but then their opinion changes based on a lot of different factors does their friends like it do the whole world like it does enough people that they find uh interesting and amusing like it and you know there's a whole bunch of different things like i've liked things just because a girlfriend liked it or I've loved things just because my friends liked it and I've hated things because my friends have liked it <laughs> like there's been completely superfluous and weird dumb reasons for liking and hating completely different weird art pieces weird music all sorts of stuff movies whatever you name it and I think people, they like to say, like, it's almost like there's certain things, like, that are into, like, like, it's popular to like this. Like, not only is it popular, but you're one of the cool kids if you like this thing, or you're one of the in crowd if you like this thing. And it's not even like these people are actually liking it deep down. It's almost like they're just saying that they like it because it's popular to say that they like it. And I'm talking to you, Game of Thrones nerds. Fuck that with the Game of Thrones. And I'll get into that with my stand-up bit. <laughs> and I'll, you'll hear it a lot in the, ne- in the ne- 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 next episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I get into a lot of Game of Thrones bits. And guess what? They actually are working. So I'm going to keep them in. That's right. I'm hating Game of Thrones fans, and they're loving it in the stage, in the audience realm. So, without further ado, let's not uh, ramble on too much more and get into this open mic. And I believe this is at Scallywags in Fullerton, hosted by the lovely Amber Skalsgo. Skalsgo? Skal? 
Scowls go? Skulls go? Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll come back and talk a little bit about this right after this open mic set. All right, guys. Man, it feels like the more and more I do these things and the more I uh, run into the same people, it's definitely like an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even an alcoholic or any addict or anything. It's like... <laughs> Uh, yes, my name is Daryl Williams. I'm going to try to make you guys laugh, please. Laugh. Or I'm going to go become a junkie out there. You just do it. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll stay on the train of uh, pop culture like everybody else's. Because <laughs> uh, I hate fucking sports. I'm sorry. I, um, I think my comedy skills are about as good as my sports skills. And I fucking suck at sports. Uh, I'm not, like... I mean, I will give myself more credit than that. Like, I'm not the one guy, like, in right field with the glove on his head. Like, chasing butterflies and not even knowing, like, the game's on or anything. Like, I'm not that bad. Uh, but I'm not the guy that's, like, hitting home runs, you know, striking guys out. Like, being, the, like, the, the guy that gets the game ball at the end. I was never that kid. Like, if there was nine game balls, I'd probably get, like, the seventh game ball. And, uh, what's, what's really, uh, lame about sports versus pop culture is that there's sports betting, but there's not pop culture betting. Like, you can't bet on, like, pop culture stuff. There's no, like, sports book that's, like, making bets on pop culture. Like, it would be cool because I, I, I think I could make good odds for pop culture bets. Like, I think, like, let's start with the easy stuff. The easiest, like, bets would be, like, the five to four odds on Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle in his next movie. Would anybody take that bet? I mean, yeah, you're only going to get four bucks if you bet five. But it's a pretty good chance that you're going to make your money back. And then you could probably parlay it like on a two to three bet that it was going to co-star a closeted lesbian because I have a feeling that's going to make a, a lot of money. Now let's get into the bigger odds bets like the nine to two odds bet that Leo is going to star in a second bear fighting movie. <laughs> Now, you're thinking probably, like, it, that should be, like, higher. That should be, like, 40 to 1. Like, what are the odds that he would want to, like, start in not one, but two back-to-back bear-fighting movies? But me being an odds maker, I probably have the inside track. I probably knew the, like, skinny on some scoop on some, like, oh, there's a fucking hot bear-fighting script out there. And, yeah, who should we get? The guy that fights bears the best, Leo. And and I think I would take that bet because I'm kind of a gambling man. Now, let's get into the even more stranger bets and the more higher odds bets. The 80 to 1 odds that Bill Cosby is going to make one single movie ever. Now, I thought that was going to get a bigger laugh. 
and someone's probably telling us to shut up. <laughs> but I think the best odds bet would be the, the 2,000 to 1 odds that Paul Walker's going to star in his next movie. You guys must not know about Paul Walker. He's fucking dead. He's... Alright, uh, let's move into more pop culture. Uh, I'll get into my alternative uh, comedy set. <laughs> I fucking hate Game of Thrones, guys. So lame. No, but I really don't like Game of Thrones. And I'll tell you why. It's because it didn't come out 15 years ago. It would have been so awesome if it came out 15 years ago, because that's when it would have really blossomed for my 15-year-old boy. Because that would have been the best uh, uh, means for porn, as well as like feeding your like fantasy needs. It would have been the greatest thing for like a 15-year-old me to have a Game of Thrones come out. But I swear, if it did come out back then, the first episode would air, and then I'd come to my friends during high school and go, Did you guys see Game of Thrones? It was so awesome! And then they'd go, Eh, it's no Xena. <laughs> It's no Hercules. Anyway, you guys probably don't know Xena. I would love to have Xena go like like guest star in Game of Thrones. That'd so be awesome. Just suddenly she just shows up with her friend Gabrielle, and then she's just like, hey guys, oh you can control dragons? I can do this. Anyway. Uh you guys uh know that Obama banned the word Eskimo? You can't say Eskimo anymore. It's a bad word. You have to change it into Inuit. But uh, I think Inuit's actually even weirder to say. I think it's actually, if, if, if you think about it, Inuit sounds like a phrase a gay Eskimo would say to his bare lover right before he put his dick into his asshole. Am I Inuit? Uh, what's weird about Eskimos is that they have like 40 words for the word ice but of course like me and you we probably only know about like 8 or 9 words for ice so I'm assuming that the other 20 are filthy as hell and that's why you don't know about them because you can't say them around other people like I bet they have a word for ice that's like the same amount as an average dump they probably have a word like, oh, that's a dump's worth of ice? That's blah, blah, blah. Just, just spitballing. Anyway, uh, I guess I will end it with, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just end it with, uh, thanks guys for uh, seeing me once again. And I will be back again. Hopefully we're better done. What's the matter with you people? I was joking! Don't you know a joke when you hear one? <laughs> Alright guys, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? This set was horrible. And I just felt it right off the bat. Like, as soon as I said my first joke and it didn't really get a laugh, I just wanted to drop the mic and go, all right, see you guys later. I'm done. <laughs> but then I had noticed that my I had 
six more minutes left. <laughs> so I, I I just trudged on and just decided to just keep going. And of course, I get a few laughs here and there, a, a few chortles or chuckles, things like that. Nothing like belly laughs or full on like, what the fuck did he just say? Oh my God, I am laughing my ass off. Nope, I didn't get any of those. I didn't get nearly... 17 things close to that <laughs> but I did find out a lot of stuff about what is funny and what is not and most of that wasn't <laughs> but let's get into the first bit um I almost just said this right off the top just as a as a just an observation but th- that almost got the biggest laugh out of them all is to f- associate Every time I go to an open mic, I see the same people, I see the same uh, faces, and I think to myself, like, man, we are in a AA meeting. But instead of telling everybody how horrible our life was and just let it being that, we tell everybody how horrible our life is and try to make people laugh. It's, like, different. It's, like, instead of trying to make everybody feel sober and depressed... We try to make people sober and laugh, <laughs> but I did not do that. I should have just went to an AA meeting instead. I should have just went up and said, like, hey, guys, um, I am trying to make people laugh, and the comedy scene isn't really working. The open mics are not really cool, so can I try to make you guys laugh? I know you guys are down in the dumps, and you're trying to think to yourself, should I put a bullet in my head, or should I just take a drink? I don't know what I should do, and I'm like, how about you listen to me a few times, and maybe your life won't be that bad, or maybe it'll be maybe it'll be twice as bad, and then you'll want to kill yourself even more. Oh, I hope not that. <laughs> But yeah, after that, I go into a few more uh, baseball uh, observations about how uh, my comedy skills are just like my baseball skills. And I will say, my baseball skills were not that great. (laughs) I did not practice uh, my baseball prowessness. I didn't do that. Uh, I mean, I could throw, I could catch, I could do all the things that, you know, got you on the field. But was I Mike Trout or anybody like that? Nope, 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 nope. I was definitely not any of those people, and I was never going to be any of those people. I always felt like, oh, I'll just play this because it's fun, and I like getting outside and doing things. But I was never thinking to myself, oh, I'm going pro next year. I'm going pro after high school, right after high school. Nope, it was like the first time I saw like a 60-mile-an-hour baseball go right by me, I was like, yep, never going to do this, never going to be a pro at this. <laughs> And then I also, that's the thing with my uh, comedy, is that I see certain people that are doing comedy, you know, the greats, the the billboards, the Louis C.K.'s of the world, and I'm go, I, I immediately go, yep, not doing that. I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> and maybe I should be thinking to myself, like, oh, this is going to be me someday. I'm going to have, like, this delusional feats of grandeur, thinking to myself, oh, well, I'm going to be those people. I can be those people in roughly 10 years. Nope, nope, nope. Those are things that I definitely need to stop thinking about and just worry about myself. Like, I'm, try- I'm tired of trying to make myself feel like 
I am close to being these types of people or I'm trying to emulate myself. It's like, stop trying to emulate. Stop trying to feel like you need to be these types of people or have those types of careers. Like, lead your own life. Lead your own skills. Find out what I know how to do well and try to do that instead of trying to do other things well that I have no business doing. (laughs) And I think that's the big thing that I'm trying to figure out right now is that I'm trying to figure out what is my voice, what things that I find funny, and what things can I convey to other people to see if they might find that same thing funny. And sometimes I find that it does hit. Most of the time, they don't hit. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. But moving on to another bit, um, going into the pop culture betting. Pop culture sports betting. I think this is a good premise. I think I just might have to think of different examples, like different things that I can think of that might make good bets. You know, I think that the Tom Cruise on a motorcycle, that's a given. That's kind of like what everybody's thinking already. Like that's already in the lexicon of, yeah, Tom Cruise, he fucking rides a motorcycle in every movie. And he also has great hair doing it. It's like after he gets off a motorcycle, he has like better hair than when he got on the motorcycle. That's amazing. That's a movie magic right there is how is his hair always better right after he gets off a motorcycle? That's what I want to (laughs) know. But I mean, the other things, the, the Leo with the bear and the Bill's Cosby joke. I mean, those are just things that it's almost like it's too universal. It's like, this is like a joke that a hundred other people have already thought of. Maybe not the premise of movie bets, but the premise of a Bill Cosby joke is there, a premise of Leo being eaten by a bear. Those jokes are definitely fucked out. There's a million jokes about Leo getting fought by a bear and Bill Cosby being a shithead. (laughs) So I just want to jump on board and be like, well, I guess if I'm a comic, I got to have those types of things. It's like every comic, for some reason, has their five jokes that every it's like a universal like five jokes it's like everybody has to have a a religion joke everybody has to have a family joke everybody has to have a bill cosby joke and then everybody has to also have a leo fighting a bear joke (laughs) and these were my uh versions of those two things and look at me they did not work at all (laughs) i got a few sympathy laughs but that's about it And I hate sympathy laugh. I hate with a passion people just laughing because nobody else is laughing. That's what makes it funny. The fact that nobody else laughed makes them want to (laughs) laugh. And anyway, uh, this is getting on a little longer, so I'll wrap this up in a few more little minutes. And here is the last bit. Uh, I was talking about Game of Thrones, and that kind of worked. And I did find other Game of Thrones jokes in later podcasts that I like. And I'll show you those next week. But these jokes for the Game of Thrones were kind of like an afterthought. And I was kind of thinking about it uh, as I was going on stage. And I always thought to myself, like, 
this is like the most popular show, and I was talking about this earlier. This is the most popular show in America, and maybe even the world. And why is it so popular? And I think it's because so many other people in the taste-making world are watching it and going, Oh, this is the best show ever. Have you guys seen this? If you haven't, you're not cool. And if you have, then you're one of the cool guys. And I think that's what most people are wanting to do. Like, I think... For the most part, people are wanting to be involved. You know, they want to have the water cooler discussion. And it's like, well, if everybody else is watching this and I want to talk to people, I better watch this too. And I'm the type of guy where it's like, if everybody's watching it, I'll check it out. Maybe, maybe. Most of the time it's like, eh, if everybody loves it or if everybody's seen this, I guess I'll go see it, but it's not like I'm dying to see it like everybody else. I almost like, is that like hipster of me to tell you that? Is this like the 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 idea of what a hipster is, is as soon as it becomes popular, the hipster thing is to not like it right off the bat? I don't know, but call me a hipster, it, but I, I just think it's something that we've seen already. I mean, yes, I will admit there are scenes that I have not seen ever in a movie or a TV show, but for the most part, I just like people telling me about it. I just want people to review it, watch it for me, and then just tell me all the good stuff <laughs> so I can watch all the other things that nobody else is watching. <laughs> This has gone on a little long, so I'll wrap it up, guys, and tell you that next week is going to be a better week. I mean, I did get a few more laughs. There are a few more Game of Thrones bits to come, and there also is a return of me at the bricks. So if you guys want to check that out, come visit me next week right here on This Comics Life. This is D. Williams. I will definitely be doing more open mics so if you guys want to hit me up and see where i'm going to be playing uh, definitely hit me up on facebook or instagram or twitter it's all this comics live or on twitter it's at the d stories so with that said write me guys if you like it write me also if you don't like it and then also tell me uh what i'm doing wrong or what i'm doing right it would be nice to hear from you guys of what you like and what you don't like anyway Hit me up, and we'll see you again on This Comics Life. Peace out. His welfare is about concern. No burden is he to bear. My brother